So a couple of headlines we ought to hit you with. Pelosi and Schiff are going to do a press conference here in a few minutes. Anything oh, comes oh, out of that. There will be something come out of that, I guarantee you, that's newsworthy. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll have that for you. Will uh, they use their sad, serious voices? Do we have that, that the collection of clips of Nancy oh, Pelosi we, saying how it makes her sad? Tucker, Car- Tucker Carlson, night before last, had I, a great montage of various politicians, including uh, Nancy, with the, this is really a sad moment when we all should be prayerful. Yeah. Oh, God. And you're not behind the scenes clicking. This is your... a very sad time for our country. I say this to you with great sorrow and prayerfully. Well, first let me say that this is no cause for any joy. This is a very sad time for our country. It's really sad. We have to be very prayerful. I pray for the president all the time. This is a very sad time for our country. This is no joy in this. It's sad. We must be somber, we must be prayerful, and we must pursue the facts further. But she's a witch! I suppose if I believed she meant that, it'd be fine. There's a story I really like from back in 1974, when Nixon finally resigned, and Bill Bradley, who was the editor of the Washington Post, which did more to bring down uh, Richard Nixon than any other outlet in in America... Uh, their newspaper reporting, he went out in the newsroom and he said, I don't want to see any celebrating. This is a sad thing, not a happy thing, mm-hmm. that Nixon resigned. I guarantee you that's not the way newsrooms would react um, at the Washington Post, New York Times, anywhere like that, if Trump announced his resignation. Right. And, I, and I don't think Nancy Pelosi is actually sad and prayerful that the country's having to go through this. You know... Maybe I'm being too cynical. She might be a little bit because she knows what the the tar pit that they're walking into. A lot of the Democrats, though, no. No, they're not sad. They're sad the Mueller report didn't work out, so they're trying something new. This seems like a good time to hit you with this poll that's out today from the Pew Research Center. On how ethical you think people are in various positions. They phrase this kind of in a backwards way, so make sure you follow me here. U.S. adults say they think people in these posts act unethically. Okay. So you think, you think they act unethically how often? And for members of Congress, it's way to the side of uh, the unethical. 64% say sometimes, 17% say always. So sometimes and always adds up to 81%. 81% say sometimes and always. Well, who are you people who think Congress people never act unethically? Never is 2%. Okay. Only a little is 16%. Okay. But it's way upside down to the sometimes always act unethically. Good. No doubt. It's the only sane way to look at politics. And it's clearly true. And it's always been. God, the 2% that say never. What do you think? Got to be trolls. Got to be trolls. Or they need to be be college kids that are high on their pot. Trolls or you seriously should be in the care of the state. Like you, you can't function in society and that's fine it's probably not your fault right yeah i'm fine with that my tax dollars can support you because you are so divorced from reality you can't function i was troubled by the police officer's answer think these people act unethically 52 percent sometimes nine percent always for a total of 61 percent sometimes or always act unethically you know, uh, i would be only a little would be my answer 34 percent that's a third yeah I, I quibble because I'm a quibbler sometimes and a little. Is that what? When, 
Only a little and never. Well, sometimes your... and only a little are not like opposites. You know what I mean? It's not like um, somewhat favorably, somewhat unfavorably. Those are... What's the difference between sometimes and a little? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, because sometimes is unquestionably true. Unquestionably. Well, I see what you're making the point that only a little would be sometimes. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're just different ways to state this. So do you well, want me to set this on fire or stop talking about uh, it? What would you want me to do? I would like you, do you to want apologize. Me to... <laughs> Eat it. No, I'm just... do, you, do you want me to call the people at Pew and yell at them? Well, no, I'm just... Sometimes and only a little are the same thing. You know, actually... I hate you. I would like you to... You don't need to throw in the last part. That's unnecessary. So anyway, yeah, that's it's just an odd poll. But okay. So... I guess then that 46 minus 60, about 30% think that it's fairly frequently. Your options are sometimes, only a little, not very often. Occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you this, having known and, and liked uh, many cops and loved some and been good friends with some, um, there are times in a police officer's uh, career that they... Half well, they they feel the pressure to act a little unethically. Otherwise, they would be a pariah. How about this? And that's unfortunate. How about if I drew a line, kind of like they actually have on this graph? Are you on the good side of the line or the bad side of the line? Mm. Good thing or bad thing? Now I can understand it. <laughs> well, just in general, police officers for me would be m- mostly on the good side. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whereas people in politics would be mostly on the bad side. I mm-hmm. think they more often than not do the wrong thing. Whereas police officers, it's the opposite, in my mind. Um, they go through some others. Journalists, I think more often than not do the right thing, and although that's not true for everybody, obviously. But. Well, I think, you know what, here's, here's my theoretical umbrella over all of this. Or do you have more? Go ahead. I'll just throw in one more. The and most, then I'll hit you with my umbrella. The most <laughs> negative attitude. <laughs> I'll stab you with it. Like like the penguin in the old Batman when nobody got machine gunned. Uh, the most negative attitude people have, because they had a number of different groups here, tech leaders. Huh. That's kind of interesting. And yeah. Do I think tech leaders uh, tend to do the right thing or wrong thing most of the time? And more people think they tend to do the wrong thing. Well, I think they're doing the selfish thing for their company, which is often the wrong thing for society. Right. Because their customers don't understand their business model. Right. Yeah. So here's the uh, here's the umbrella over all this for me as a guy who's been watching this stuff for a long time. Whether it's politicians or cops or tech leaders or journalists, you have to understand what are the temptations, what are the drivers for these people to do the wrong thing. What makes a cop go bad? What makes a politician be corrupt? What makes a journalist be biased? And go into it with a little courage. (laughs) No, that's what makes a muskrat guard his musk. Anyway, (laughs) you got to go into it understanding the beast that is the politician. This is the way they behave. This is what you need to look out for. And so am I shocked to find out that politicians are are self-serving panderers and that their kids are all on the payroll and the rest of it? No, I'm not shocked because I know that. Uh, and then you can go ahead and have a relationship with them. It's like you go onto a, a used car lot 
And you expect a guy to give you absolutely the straight scoop on, on a guy was in here yesterday and he he's coming back in an hour and this <laughs> right. car is, 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 is it runs great and this is the most popular guy. Oh, these cars last forever. Have you not seen this? No, he's not going to tell you the truth. And once you know that, it's okay. You can figure out how to deal with it. Um, so, yeah, that, I don't know. It's a, more important than declaring that politicians are sometimes uh, unethical is knowing why and how and, and 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 not letting them get away with it so will we have the audio on that when we come back hansen because that's a good one nancy pelosi and adam schiff have got their um uh, press conference going on right now and she has just said this is a sad time using your sad voice so yes i understand what she's trying to do there she she wants to bring along we've been talking about this for a long time a lot of what makes people overlook their dislike of Trump. Some of you like Trump no matter what. There's a lot of people who put up with Trump, like his policies, or bothered by his personality. But when the media and the politicians on the other side do their gloating, it makes me want to vote for Trump five times. Right. Um, and Nancy knows that. So mm-hmm. she's trying to seem like she's being drugged this way by history, and it's awful, and I wish I didn't have to do it. It's sad. She doesn't want to come off as, as joyful. Right. She's pretty good at pretending it. Adam Schiff's not as good at pretending that he's not joyful. <laughs> the media is just... He is not a long ball hitter. The media is just thrilled. Yes. It's thrilled with the idea. Right. And everybody's trying to act like it's not just partisan glee. This is serious. This is to protect our national security. I'll be kind of interesting when the press conference part of it starts, the line of questioning. Do they get any hardball questions? Have you ever thought of uh, doing neck exercises? <laughs> <laughs> Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. Could you, like, tie a weight to it and move it around just to thicken it up? <laughs> maybe, Congressman. Wear, maybe wear a turtleneck sweater just to hide the fact. <laughs> but any highlights from this we'll have for you coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sixty-eight. That's how successful you think you are on a scale of zero to one hundred. A sixty-eight. Wow. On average. Oh, interesting. More on that in a little bit. It is interesting. Uh, stay tuned for that. So right now, Nancy Pelosi is having a press conference with uh, Adam Schifter taking questions. And we'll bring any highlights uh, in the news at the bottom of the hour. I'll be, I'm mostly interested in what the questions are going to be. Is the media going to have the level of scrutiny? Uh, did I say that word right? No. What's the, what's the word? Scrutiny? Scrutiny, or? yeah. Yeah, like 90% there. <laughs> That's close enough. You knew what word Everybody I meant. Everybody knew. Sure. Let's not quibble. Um, uh, is the press going to have the, the that level of scrutiny? That they ought to have for something as big a deal as an impeachment? Or are they kind of going to be just going along with the flow of what they're into? So we'll we'll find out. Yeah, are they asking tough, skeptical, journalisty questions? Are they just trying to promote the same same narrative? How much will Nancy Pelosi be pushed on the idea of having a House vote? Narrative, or as I pronounce it, Nerevit. Sorry, what? No, a House vote. Oh, you know, it's interesting. You should bring that up. Mike uh, Pompeo, 
unleashing that letter. Or to as you the, say, Pompeo! Pompeo! <laughs> um, he unleashed a letter at the House arguing, among other things, you can't demand we show up. This isn't even a real impeachment proceeding. You haven't voted on it. So that that uh, strategy is being pursued by the executive branch. So more on that to come. But if I understand correctly, that's not certain in the courts. That hasn't been tested yet. Right. That's that's their strategy, yeah. which I find interesting. If there's but, one thing Trump would know about, it's dragging your feet through legal proceedings and just mm-hmm. how making them last forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to sue me over that whole, uh, you know, you built a parking lot at my building? And you think I owe you this much, I think you owe that. Go ahead. And you just make it last forever. Maybe you get your money in eight years. Good luck. Right. Yeah. Uh, Pompeo, on the other hand, he is a crazy smart guy. Um, I think he'd be a really good president. But we'll see how this whole thing uh, unwinds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he could come out of this being a hero, Pompeo. So you're listening to the press conference, Hanson. How is it? Is it any any juice there? Thank you. No, we can't no, hear you. No, that, 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 that's not that big a deal. Uh, I just wonder what's actually happening now. Do we know how, how good that's? Uh... Uh, she's saying the quiet you're hearing now is progress. That's kind of all I've gathered from the last two minutes or so. Is she still sad? She sounds like it. Oh, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Whenever I see an elder she's in prayerful. the grips of depression. Well, I'm, go ahead. Uh, Since we mentioned it, go ahead. Hit me with the prayerful thing. Chairman of the oh, Intelligence that, Committee. Is that me? Uh, our, we take this to, to be a very sad oh. time. For the American people, mm. for our country, mm. impeaching a president or the, having the investigation to impeach a president is not uh, anything to be uh, yes. joyful about. That's I, I don't know anybody's joyful, That's but hilarious. it is a sad time. That's hilarious. You've heard me say over and over purple? again. Are you purple? In the dark days of the revolution, Thomas Paine said, the times have found us. We think the times have found us now. Not that we place ourselves in a category of greatness of our founders, but we do place ourselves in a time of urgency mm. on the threat to the Constitution, a system of checks and balances. Of uh, Trump rambling is, about uh, Joe Biden. Made. Yeah, that's, good. that's good. Yeah, right. So she's purple and sad, and she's going to try to push that, and I understand why she is, because the way it looks is you're just all so excited and happy that you think you finally got something you don't even know what to do with yourselves. Mm. And the media, too. Somebody get that nice old lady some Zoloft. There's a stark difference between how Americans define success and how they believe others inside society define success. Hmm. This is an important thing to know. Yeah. Most Americans believe that others in society define success in status-oriented zero-sum terms. How much money you got. Your, your, your status in the community, that sort of thing. We think other people are judging us that way, and that's how they define success. But we're better than those people. Because the vast majority of us define our, our success with relationships and character and like important things. Hmm. I find that But everybody else is shallow. We think, everybody else, we think everybody else is defining our success this way, but we don't care because this is the way we define our success, even though we all feel that way. Hmm. Isn't that something? Hmm. Where did that come from? Dishonest answers. Why do we huh. think? Or do you think people are lying to? I'm not to sure. I trust people's answers to posters. I, 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 I think make, they're aware that they'd come off as shallow if they told the truth. I'm going to make it very clear to my kids that I don't believe that, that success should be tied to how much money you make 
in terms of uh, having a successful life. Boy, I've made the same point to my kids, and they sure took that lesson to heart, apparently. <laughs> They're poor as hell. Cheemony. Oh, you do need to eat, though. Let's I, but, get some we'll go, money. We'll have to throw that in. Um, the vast majority of Americans, more than 80%, believe they're achieving success according to their own views of success rather than what they believe society's views of success are. 80% believe that. That's kind of like the old, like, like way more than half of people think they're above average looking. Yes. Isn't it a similar sort of thing? Driving, sex, there's that same. Yeah, everybody thinks they're <laughs> above average at all these things. <laughs> we all think other people are, are shallow with their definitions of success, but right. we're deep about it. Right. <laughs> Exactly. 80% look, of us think that. Look around you. That's hilarious. And on a scale of 1 to 100, or 0 to 100, on how successful you think you are, the average answer is 60, what did I say? It was Eight, 60 something. 68, 68, I believe, yeah. The average success score is 68. I'd probably, that's, where, where, 0 to 100, how successful do I think I, I tell you what, I, I would not be far that. off. I think I'm a little higher than that, but you're, not a lot. C minus, maybe, not I'm quite a, a D plus. I'm out of gun 75. Oh, solid C. Yeah. Right, right there in the, yeah. In between uh, career, parent, and everything else, I think I'd give myself a 75. Oh, wow, you're including all that deep stuff. I hadn't even thought of that. I was just thinking of the quality of my automobiles. (laughs) (laughs) How nice my watch is. Yes. Um, Has anything been said that's interesting at the press conference with Pelosi and Schiff? We'll find out from uh, our news guy next. This is a very serious, very serious challenge that the president has put there. It's very sad. I don't see uh, impeachment as a unifying thing for our country. I weighed those equities hard and long till I had the president's admission. There you go, Nancy Pelosi. That last sentence was a doozy. She's weighed these things long and hard. This is not a unifying thing for the country. Sad, be as, sad. As if any politician's really out there working on unifying right now. Very, very sad. There's not a lot of money in unifying at this point. Um, kind of hilarious. It'll be fun to watch over the coming months. Her try to pretend she's not joyful about this. <laughs> that was quite something. So Nancy's smart as a whip. There's no denying that. Uh, she's a really good spokesperson for her side, at least by modern standards. I mean, the alternative is Adam Schiff, who, executive uh, producer Hanson points out, got them realtor eyes. She got them realtor eyes? Adam Schiff does. Yeah, he got them. She got them. He got them, too. He's a man, allegedly, Roseanne. Anyway, stop using gender language. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, Mike Pompeo. His letter to Elliot Engel, the chairman of the Committee on Foreign Affairs, which is one of the committees looking into the whole impeachment thing, man, it's a tour de force. It's great if you think that Congress is going off a little half-cocked for their own purposes right now. I'll lay out some of his reasoning. He might be the smartest guy on the R side of the aisle. Pompeo? Yeah. Yeah, Mike Pompeo. West Point. Graduated first in his class. Ran the CIA. Then went to Harvard Law. Secretary of State. Yeah. He's, he's a smart guy. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, we'll get a little bit more from Nancy Pelosi, but first I want to give you this update. Uh, Senator, presidential candidate Bernie Sanders in hospital. Campaign advisors say the 78-year-old experienced chest discomfort while in Las Vegas. The senator was taken to the hospital. That's where doctors found a 
blockage in an artery. They have inserted two stents. Sanders is said to be in good spirits. You know, you know. I hope he's okay. I got nothing against yep. him uh, as a human being. Um, uh, duh, but the chest discomfort thing, I have chest discomfort twice a week. <sighs> if, you, if you have a bad diet, you do. <laughs> or you drink a lot of coffee or eat a couple of pieces of pizza. Mm. How do you know when it's the big chest discomfort? Yeah, when you're 80, go ahead and have a check. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Nancy Pelosi and House Intel Committee head Adam Schiff had a joint news conference. They have a joint news conference going on now. Pelosi reflecting on the winds of impeachment roiling the Capitol. We take this to be a very sad time for the American people, for our country. Impeaching a president or having the investigation to impeach a president is not uh, anything to be yes joyful about oh. I, I don't know that anybody's joyful but it is a sad time she she's what she's running against is we should i should have asked for the clip to have the clip ready impeach the mother blanker and right. everybody cheering yeah. yeah she's trying to change that around because that's the view a lot of people have of the impeachment fever well, it's just a party. It's an impeachment party. Well, right. And she's Balloons also and bands and drinking and everything. Back to how smart Nancy is. The only, the other thing that she's running against is, you know, the years-long uh, Russia um, investigation that everybody was just absolutely certain on the left. I mean, they pronounced it the man Including she's standing the, next yeah. to. Exactly. The guy standing pronounced right up there. He had seen secret evidence, and it was clear it's over. So if the narrative is they're just running everything they can up the flagpole over and over again for years, this is the newest one, that would be a terrible perception from Nancy's point of view for the American people to have. So she's got to act like this is new. It's this just came along. It's devastating. It's not what we have been trying to find something over and over again about. This is this is I'm down. I'm, I'm feeling really bad here. Come on, it's the same thing y'all have been pushing. She needs to go, she needs to take it further. She needs to say, nothing would make me happier than to find out that the president didn't do these things. So the country doesn't have to be drugged through oh, this terrible process. One. That'd be a good one. You yeah. gotta send that one in. Yeah. Johnson & Johnson settling a multi-million dollar lawsuit with two Ohio counties over its role in the opioid epidemic. The drug maker is going to be paying out more than $20 million to those two counties. The settlement will remove Johnson & Johnson from an upcoming lawsuit later this month against several opioid-producing companies as these suits keep rolling out across the country. Well, Ohio's just awful. They, they yeah. had a couple of dozen people croak yes. last, like last weekend or something yep. like that Yep, from drug overdoses mm-hmm. doing the fentanyl. All right, we've got the uh, big debate over showering at night versus showering in the morning. It is just tip. The debate is just tip. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Now, science. Wow, this is this is a debate we're all having. Australian dermatologists explain when the I'm best... I'm a shower at night person, by the way. Pervert. Well, night after night. Pervert. Very good. Night after night, yes. The dermatologists say a night shower is perfect. For of course clean, it is. For cleaning off the grime of the day. The grime of the day. Yes. And it should be in warm... That's the name warm... of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And it should be in warm water and last only four minutes. All right, then. Four-minute, four-minute yep. warm water yep. shower at night. No, they, a shower's at least 20 to 27 minutes. <laughs> they also suggest starting with freezing cold water and then switching it over to warm. Oh, I got a lot of opinions on my shower. <laughs> I don't recall asking. So that I can what? Become a Navy SEAL? Or what's the point of this? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be good for revitalizing your skin. Yeah. It's a you lot blast about... yourself with ice cold water right before you go to bed. <laughs> I'll end up in the bottom of the tub like Bernie Sanders, <laughs> clutching your chest. They both agree, though, hot water will only damage your skin if you're a two shower a day person. One of the showers should be with oils and not soap. Mm. So there you go, oils. Some thirty weight. <laughs> <laughs> that, wow, that's your news. I'm Armstrong. Just pour it over your head, little turtle wax. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Armstrong and Getty's news guy on the show that's the conscience of the nation. I, I cannot go to bed unless I've showered. The idea of putting my grimy body into the sheets and going to sleep that way, I just I can't do it. Oh, you're getting rid of the grime of the day. Well, I shower yeah, if I'm grimy, I grab a shower. Yeah. If I'm non-grimy, I don't bother. Hey, you go, how do you go through the whole day without being grimy enough? Just the day. In my hazmat suit. Well, he's got. No, what, he, what, what sort of grime are we talking about? He experiences much fewer livestock than you do on a daily basis. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's I don't true. live on a farm. I live in a yeah, suburb. I don't think that we don't allow grime. The HOA says it right in the rules. Yeah, but yeah. don't you have goats living in your house? Uh, not right now. Oh, no. okay. Like, right. They come and go in the house. That's <laughs> yes. right, folks. Yes. You heard right. <laughs> no, just the, like the average. Uh, there is no question. It's better for your sheets. If you shower right before you go to bed. Yeah, I got to be clean when I get in bed. Man, I got to be refreshed, though. I got to start the day. Because you're horrorless. You're a bald man. My, oh, yeah. When I had hair, I showered in the morning. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't get up and go to work without showering if you got hair. Yeah. That's just, a very good point. Uh, my quaff depends on it. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> your <laughs> Yeah, plus I, I can't just... have goats in the house. They'd get into my cookie dough and throw everything off. <laughs> Um, so as a, as a press conference rolls on, if there's any more we need to bring you, we will bring you that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I want to get to the reporters grilling them part of it. See if anything uh, jazzy happens. Meanwhile, I've got that stuff from Mike Pompeo. It's uh, it's notable. It's it's not just a, a guy griping and saying no, you can't talk to our people till I say it's okay. He is laying out a heavyweight strategy. Cool. I want to hear that, and I also would like to hear in the text line since we just talked about this. How successful do you feel you are on a scale of 0 to 100? The average number for people is 68, keeping in mind that most people don't define success for themselves as finance or status, even though they think that's the way other people define success. How successful are you on a scale of 0 to 100? And briefly, why? I guess, do you think you're above average or below average? I thought myself was, I thought I was slightly above. I think I'm about a 75. Although I've had times in my life where I was definitely like a 25, if you'd ask me. I'm oh, not, yeah, I, I, got, I got no money. I got <laughs> right. no prospects for money. I got no girl. I got no nothing. Right. And my when, car won't run. <laughs> yeah. When I walked out and I saw that I had a boot on my car from parking tickets was probably the, the lowest point for me. What would have given you yourself at that point? In the teens, probably. Like, just the, <laughs> the I, feeling in my stomach of, oh, yeah. Because I didn't exactly have the money at the yeah, time. I've been no way sense. out. <laughs> I like when you got no money and no prospect for money. There's no right. reason to believe I ever will have any money. You start thinking about lottery tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, oh, wait. That's... I did have the same car repoed twice. 
That wasn't good. That's not easy to pull off. Strike. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway, stay tuned. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. And then we'll move on to the press conference with Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi and uh, Trump's response, etc., in which Pompeo plays a role, the Secretary of State. We were talking about uh, how successful do you feel on a scale of 0 to 100. Uh, a new study says the average person says 68, which one texter pointed out is 68 is a D in most classes. So, yeah, Okay. Um, I'm not sure the school grading comparison is that relevant. This person says they're a 40. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe they're on their way up. I'm a, Good for you. I'm a thir- Go for 42. I'm a 33, says this person. And as soon as you got the, the edge on 41, gloat. That's the key. Gloat. It's not that you're happy. It's that you're happier than someone else. That's the key to life. This person says they're a 33. Not starving, not homeless, working a lot of hours, only getting a little bit of sleep. I haven't reached the personal goals I should have for this age in life. I'm a 33. Mm-hmm. Somebody else said I'm not a 68, but I'm a 69. Giggity, congratulations mm, on that. Well, you're a success at humor, my friend. Very and then, clever. And then we got this one. I'm very successful. We're fine financially, and I have a beautiful family of two amazing teenagers. Uh, yeah, you're very successful, except you didn't give me a number, which was the whole point. Fail! Fail! So you're about an eight. Idiot! With your empty words. <laughs> anyway, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi just wrapped up a press conference in which uh, Mike Pompeo came up a few times. He does have the realtor eyes, Schiff. The Secretary anyway. of State has somehow ended up being a focal point of this whole thing, as he turned out to have been on the call, whoop de doo I'm not surprised the Secretary of State was on a call with a foreign leader. It's kind of their thing. Uh, Donald Trump has tweeted, Adam Schiff should only be so lucky to have the brains, honor, and strength of Secretary of State Mike Pompeo for a lowlife like Schiff who completely fabricated my words and read them to Congress as though they were said by me, to demean a first in his class at West Point is sad! A lot of people on the on the Trump side of the argument are making a big deal out of uh, how Adam Schiff uh, started, that news, uh, started the hearing the other day, in which he made up a scenario in his head. Yeah. And if you didn't know what he was doing, you would think, is that from the transcript? I mean, if you're just kind of barely paying attention. No, he it just... It was an odd thing to do. He embellished and made it more colorful. He he put words in Trump's mouth to make it more dramatic, but, but in, he never explained what he was doing. Well, and even if he did, in legal settings, you, do, you don't get to go with, it was more or less like this. No, you have to go with exactly what it was. Right. And then determine whether or not it falls afoul of the law. Yeah, the actual words. So a lot is being made of the Pompeo letter to the chairman of the various committees that are investigating, in which he said uh, their demand that five different State Department officials, including former officials, uh, testify under oath immediately, do depositions, I guess. Um, he said, uh, can be understood only as an attempt to intimidate, bully, and treat improperly the distinguished professionals of the Department of State, et cetera, et cetera. A lot is being made of that because it's good, strong language and it's back and forth. But it's the second paragraph that I think is really, really interesting. He says, 
Your letter also raises significant legal and procedural concerns. First, your letter raises fundamental legal questions related to the authority of the committee <clears throat> excuse me, to compel an appearance for a deposition solely by virtue of these letters. Your letter implies that you have sought to compel department officials for depositions on the identified dates, yet the committee has not issued any subpoenas for depositions, and we are not aware of any authority by which the committee could compel appearance at a deposition. The House rules also require the committee to provide a notice of deposition, but your letter contains no such notice and otherwise fails to meet requirements of these rules. It therefore appears that your letter may only be read as a request for a voluntary voluntary appearance of the five department officials. And it goes on. <clears throat> he What he's doing is making the point in a very careful, legal, gentlemanly way that you are grandstanding. You haven't gone about the procedures for my people to testify in front of Congress. You've called them out knowing they won't show up so you can claim they didn't show up. There are rules for how you do this, and you're ignoring them, which, you know, for instance, the Washington Post conveniently ignored in their coverage of the Pompeo letter. And he's laying out a very, very careful case that, listen, there's a way to do this, and you ain't doing it. Are you serious or aren't you? So we'll see where it ends. A couple of the people have agreed to testify because they hate Trump. The former um, ambassador to Ukraine who he fired says, hell yeah, I'll come to Capitol Hill. When do you want me? And uh, also the inspector general, I think, of the State Department, who operates independent of Pompeo. He, the Pompeo doesn't control him. He said, yeah, I'd be delighted to chat with you. We'll see what they say. So Trump has tweeted again. Uh, this will get attention because he drops a bull S-bomb. The do-nothing Democrats should be focused on building up the country, not wasting every time and energy on bull S. The president said it in all capitals. We get to say it. You go ahead. <laughs> By It would be impossible that the FCC would win in a legal battle. They, they wouldn't care. It would never even start. Then, you, never even then start. you say it. It's just a question of what our audience would prefer. Would you prefer, when the president says bullspit, if we were to say it or not, yes. let's have a vote. I would prefer that. You'd, I know you would. 415-295-KFTC. We'll have a Twitter poll. Hey, Hanson, do a Twitter poll, would you? Okay. So anyway, what he says, Even if though, you can defend it legally, it doesn't mean you want to you want the word with your kid in the car. Right. The do-nothing Democrats should be focused on building up our country, not wasting everyone's time and energy on bullshit, which is what they've been doing ever since I got overwhelmingly elected in 2016, <laughs> 223 to 306. Oh, my God. Did he give a sports score with the loser first? Yes, he did. Are you a chick? Sorry, ladies. That was that was sexist and inappropriate and accurate. Get a better candidate this time. You'll need it, he says. Oh, boy. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Uh, you know what? My bad. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Getting more texts on how successful people think they are on a scale of 1 to 100. 0 to 100. Um... Keeping in mind that 80% of us think other people are judging us on money and status. Right. But we don't judge ourselves on that. Right. So 80% of us think we're like deeper and more mature than everybody else. Or, which is hilarious. Or <laughs> do we think, I'm estimating my success on these deep, important spiritual things. Everybody else is judging me on. The material stuff. And, oh, yes, by the way, I'm judging them on the material stuff, too. 
that it might be a statement that, yeah, for me, it's the important stuff for them. It's their watch and their car and their, you know, their handbag. If you're, you know, a woman who enjoys the expensive bags. You know, you know what? I'm going to bare my soul right now. Would you like to see me bare my soul? Yeah, go ahead. I tell you what, either my soul or my hiney, you choose. Let's go soul. Yeah, soul. Okay. I, I vote right. soul. It's uh, the vote was in quickly and unanimous. And I'll bet I speak for a lot of people. When I think about how successful I am, I'm a little uncomfortable that I'm on a treadmill not of my choosing. That I kind of ended up pursuing the things I'm pursuing and living the life I'm living. And if I could just check out completely now. And, like die? And do some, no, not die. That's completely checking out. You're right. I stand corrected, but alive. Um, <laughs> if you could just uproot your life and do it completely differently, how many people would say yes? Boy, I wouldn't. I think I would. Really? Wow. Yeah. That is bearing your soul. Yeah. I think, well, I think I would. Completely differently. Well, not like, you know. Like, speak I'd French and be, be a woman. woman. <laughs> I'd speak French. Exactly. I would have only one leg. Master <laughs> puppeteer. Exactly. I'd finally, finally, I could, the puppets, the, 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 the only thing I care about. <laughs> I just, I don't know. You, don't, you, don't you ever feel kind of trapped in your life? Well, of course, because yeah. you are. Right, you are. You right. get to a well, certain. That explains why I feel that. <laughs> you get to a certain point, then the momentum and everything. It would be it'd be incredibly difficult to to get on a different track. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it'd be a similar different track, wouldn't it? No, no. Completely then it'd different. be a similar track. The French, the woman. Do you know the difference between those words? 